checked this out weeks ago for a bit of light reading. This is light. Honestly, don't you two read? Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a podcast brought to you by Booked, and also a safe space to rediscover your inner child, your current worth, and your future badass. I'm Talitha Rubin. Three, two, <laughs> and we are live. Alrighty. So this week's podcast, and I'm super, super thrilled, is with Costa Karastavrakis. Well done. Yes. A man whose story I first encountered when I came across his novel, I Am Costa, From Meth to Marathons, on Exclusive Books bestseller's shelf. Now, Costa is an outspoken and very uplifting person who dedicated both his good and his bad days to seeing not only his own book to completion, but sticking on the road to self-growth. Very, very warm welcome to you, Costa. Thank you, Talita. So cool to have you here. Good to be here. Yeah, your energy is just so bubbly and uplifting, honestly. Yeah, I have I have a lot of extra energy, so you're welcome <laughs> to, to sample some. <laughs> so I'd like to just get right to the heart of this session by asking you to tell us about your book and the journey of writing it. So at what point did the idea of the book materialize in your thoughts? And was it steady going motivation-wise? I mean, personally, I'm very, very much in awe that you're able to produce it so speedily. So, yeah, floor is yours. So, you know, I managed to write my book in under like nine, eight, ten weeks, let's say. And the, re- the reason it went so quickly is I started writing even before I started using drugs. I was just like journaling. They had I had a lot of troubled issues on my I had a lot of issues on my heart and on my head. And I just found that writing stuff down helped me cope with it somewhat. Um, I did a course by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way, and you write morning pages, and I was just dumping stuff onto the morning pages. And um, and it didn't help much because uh, there was a lot of angst, and then I moved on to drugs. And then when I finally put down drugs, writing became a cathartic thing, especially in my 12-step program. We do a lot of writing. And writing was my medicine. It was my healing. And I wrote everything down. I wrote it all down, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And I wrote volumes and volumes of the stuff that you never read again. You're just purging. And then a few years later, with some years of clean time, I was just, I found a lot of my story interesting to me. And then I thought to myself, well, why not pen my story down for me and see what happens? So I thought, well, do I have a story? I went away for a weekend and I forced myself to write a one hour talk and one hour's talk is around 10,000 words. So I wrote a 10,000 word one hour talk. And there I had the arc of my story. So journaling is what like set me free. Um, And then I signed up for a a writer's course with uh, Sarah Bullen called From Dream to Draft. Um, I think she's the writing workshop. And I signed up for this course and it was a structure and how to write a book. And I I like instructions and I follow instructions well. And I sat down one day and I followed her instructions and her guidance and step one, step two. And I landed up with a draft of first draft of my book after 10 weeks. That's me. Oh my goodness. And that's just from purging and from writing things down and journaling. From purging, writing things down and telling my story to myself, because when you enter recovery, you know, it's important to do a lot of self-reflection and go back into my life and work out where things went wrong, what needs attention. It's a very critical look at life. And I'm so blessed that I got this chance to have such a 
critical look at my life and see where I was conscious, where I was unconscious. And finding that vein of gold of what I really was about and what I really went through is where the book was. And I was lucky that recovery led me into the self-discovery, which a lot of people don't need to go through in life or some people never get to in life. But I'm lucky that that I got out the other side, but that I also got to this point of self-reflection that allowed me to have enough stories to fill a book. Mm. <laughs> and not just lucky and not just blessed. Like that was your hard work, you know? And especially what you said about not writing for an audience, you're writing for yourself. And that's where some of the best, most unadulterated content comes from. I mean, just to think of one author now is Sylvia Plath, and she wrote a lot of her things just for herself. And I mean, geez, the things that came out of just not writing for anyone else is just astounding. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. And, and writing for yourself, like it's, um, it, you don't censor yourself. And I find myself, re I, I, in essence, I find myself really funny and I entertain myself. So I wrote with a, almost a comical nature that uh, brought some lightness to the darkness, which I really enjoyed. Amen. That was super cool. Alrighty. So, I mean, we've got some more, more insight into successful, charismatic, hardworking Costa. But if we can travel back a little bit in time, in hindsight, what book would present day Costa put in the hands of Costa at the peak of his self-doubt? It's a very interesting question um, because what you're asking me is to hand myself a book of somebody else's instruction or guide or inspiration or thinking. And for me, I would hand that Costa a journal and I would hand him a pen. Oh and I would say, write, because you know it's inside of you. You know the answers. When we sit down alone, and we really ponder on ourselves, our life, and our existence. All the answers are there. So I would give myself a journal, an empty lined journal, and say, write what I, like, I append a word, a term, write for your life. And I would say, write for your life. That's the book I'd give myself. Write for your life. I, can I just tell you, I got goosebumps up the back of my neck there when you said you'd hand yourself a journal. And oh, we, we, we so often think that self-help books and self-improvement books have the answers that we need. But if we can get anything from a self-help book, the, the best thing, what you've just said, is that you have it all within you. You just need the confidence and the time and the opportunities to let it come out. So mm. yo, it's a lot to think about. Mm. And if I can skip to my favorite part, the fantasy question. Um, so which fictional character has motivated you to keep showing up and working for the things that you want in your life? So we've already had Goku from Dragon Ball Z, so he's taken just by the way, heads up. Uh-huh, okay, well, so there's a book by Richard, oh, no, not Richard, I forgot his name, it's called The Beach, the movie was based on The Beach. <gasps> yes, with Leo. Yes, but the book was, captiv captivated me, and there was a character in there called Jed, and they wrote him out of the movie. He's not in the movie. And what I love about Jed is Jed was the guy who was part of the group, but but alone. And he used to live up on the hill overlooking the group. And he was almost a protector. Um, he was a man who spent time alone, reflecting a lot, and had a very quiet strength about him. And while I have a personality and a persona that is very outgoing and pretty social, um, my true essence is that guy, Jed. And, um, and when I'm alone, 
when I'm contemplating, I'm at my most powerful. And he reminds me of a power inside of me that is that doesn't need other people, that doesn't need anything, um, but is always available and there for people and for life. Um, mm-hmm. Not a loner, not a, an isolated man, but somebody who knows who he is. And I often draw energy from, from this character called Jed, who's in the book, The Beach, but unfortunately not in the movie. That's quite wonderful to have this sort of solid overlooking character. And as you say, who's strong mm. in himself and who's confident in himself. That's mm. so weird that he was written out of out of the movie. Maybe he just wasn't a raunchy enough character. Yeah, he didn't have the, he didn't have, and what I love about him is it shows Jed wouldn't want to be in a movie. He doesn't need that. So it's, mm. so, it's so fitting that he's not in the movie because that's not his character. He's not about acclaim and all of that stuff. And the movie was very different to the book, by the way. The book is unbelievable. The book is a lot more gritty and a lot more, yeah, some visceral moments in there, much more than the, than, than the movie. It's definitely something that I need to put on my list and go and, and read after watching the movie. Not the best order to do things in. No. Super cool, yeah. Okay, Jed, thanks so much for that. That's honestly a very um, unique answer that I've had. So thank you very much for that, Costa. Sure. It's honestly been such a lovely end to my evening to chat books and self-development and characters with you. I just wish I had a glass of wine to enjoy it with, but, you know, can't have everything. I clearly am not having a glass of wine. Um, Protein shake. Um, Staying off the booze is what keeps me happy. Um, But, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. And I think what you guys are doing is fantastic work. And thank you so much for the honor of being part of um, this new journey that you guys are going on. Awesome. Honor is all ours. So thank you so much and have a lovely evening. Enjoy your protein shake. And yeah, you deserve a good evening off. You too. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.